0: Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2024. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. This is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast, St. George Dragons Preseason Preview. My name's Stuart Lord. I'm your host tonight, joined by Nick Lord, our stats guru, fantasy nugget, Matt and Burson, essay writer, and it looks like a Cole <laughs> <Kyle> Flanagan mini <laughs> essay writer. How you going, Nick? <laughs> what it do, baby? Excellent. Uh, Nick, your team, the Dragons, how are they looking? Yep.
1: Mate. I, look, I think um, I think we've got lots of money to spend, which isn't a bad thing. You know, I think us and the Raiders, were the bottom of the pack, um, so I have no expectations. But uh, I've got some fantasy high hopes for a couple of players at least, so let's focus on that, I suppose.
0: Excellent. Well, look, let's kick us off. So at uh, fullback, we're projecting Tyrell Sloan is at fullback. On the wing, we've actually got Zachy Lomax and Michaelia Rivalawa. We've got Jack Bird and Moses Suley uh, at centre in the halves. Kyle Flanagan and Ben. Hunt prop Blake Laurie and Hame Sele Jacob Little at hooker on the edges. We have and it's changed again, but we have Jaden Sewer and looks like we might have RFN Raymond Fatala Mariner on the you. other edge with Jack DeBellin at 13. And that puts us to the bench with the Molo brothers Francis Molo and Michael Molo, probably Tom Eisenhuth, and maybe someone like a Paul Turner as the utility.
1: So 2024 gains and losses, Nick. Take us away. Hame Sele's back. From the Rabbitohs, uh, Carl Flanagan uh, is in from the Bulldogs. Tom Eisenhuth from the Storm. Corey Allen, who's already gone with his ACL. Jesse Marshkey is a depth signing from the uh, Bears for the New South Wales Cup. So, some really nice signings there. Um, in terms of losses, Bud Sullivan's off to the Tigers. Zane Marsgrove's off to the Super League. Billy Burns with the Sharks, I think, Stu. Yeah. Tyrell Fumano's just gone skis. Uh, he's a dud. Jaden Hunt's off to the Broncos. Nick Loss, Louis Tosso. No idea. Training trial with the Tigers. Tata Moga, thank God he's gone. And Tata Mone, uh, he, he, oh, you retired, Takamone. Okay, mm-hmm. good for him. Tata Moga, Uh sorry, Tata Mone, sorry, uh, he is out from a hammer incident and <laughs> in roof. Uh,
0: yeah. That's it. Uh, flog. Absolute flog. That's it. And look, let's go through the injuries. Obviously, Corey. Do you know what?
1: Do you, just quickly, do you know what he said? He says said a blessing in disguise like you're not like
0: seriously oh maybe but it, it could be one of those ones where it does change the course of his life because he's got to go away and think about not being an idiot that's the only thing if he turns around and turns his life around maybe it could be busting. but uh, you never know some some people have those crossroads moments uh, look and at least he didn't kill anyone so injuries Corey Allen knee 2025 season so he will not be back this year after doing his ACL at training which is not very good uh, that is pretty much it for the injury front everyone else look. Looks pretty fit. So take
1: us through the strength of schedule, Nick. Mate, they have the seventh easiest, so pretty much middling. Uh, And then to be honest, mate, they're just middling all the way through. So rounds one to 12, they have the sixth easiest, which is middling. Origin period, they have the seventh hardest, so middling. And then the run home, they have the 10th. Ranked so that's the eight hardest, which is middling. So it's just a whatever sort of strength of schedule. The buy rounds, mate, pretty good. So round eleven buys so just before origin, and then round sixteen, the major buy round, at round twenty, which is the minor buy round. So in terms of teams, they have twice. They have the Bulldogs, the Dolphins, Panthers, Roosters, Seagulls, Sharks, Tigers, and Titans. So that's a pretty good mix there between some lower ranked teams and some, you know higher expectation sort of team. So sort of why the middling. So the best part of the draw is the starting games, mate. The Titans away around one, the Dolphins away round two, and the Cowboys home round three with the Seagulls round four. And the Night Don- away round five and then the Tigers in round six. From then mate, it gets bloody tough. The Warriors Roosters, Sharks, Rabbitohs, uh, heading into their buy around eleven. Fortunately, they get the Origin affected Panthers in round thirteen, which they get spanked because we will only lose by twenty in that game <laughs> rather than fifty. Um, we also get the Origin affected Broncos around nineteen major buy, which is super sweet because they should actually not be very good. Without, you know, their uh three best players. The run home isn't too bad either, with the storm away round twenty-two, the Bulldogs home round twenty-twenty-three for a grudge match, the Titans home round twenty-four, the sharks, uh, another grudge match home round twenty-five, and the Eels away round twenty-six. They finish probably with a battle for the spoon with the Raiders home round twenty-seven. So as I mentioned, teams twice is pretty nice with the dogs, fins and tigers in there. The Dragons can't verse themselves as they're the lowest ranked team in my model. So <laughs> really <laughs> solid buy, schedule two, as I mentioned, one major buy, one minor buy. It is what it is, um, but I think it's solid for holding players like Jack DeBellin. Do you mind if I kick off with uh, Jackie DeBellin?
0: Yes, he's quick. He's not an SA. Go for it.
1: Seven ninety three. 58 break even. He averaged 57.7 in and he's a mid. He was probably my best call last season using the eye test. He was uh, in games over six. You know, in games over 60 minutes, he averaged 63 and 74 minutes. So when he started to really lock down that long minute role, he was a stud for the whole year, uh, and that's why he's in my team round one at the moment. I think that's enough said. As a slightly undervalued keeper gun that you, that you can hold all year, score well in the buy rounds. Um, I've chosen him over Haas and Hopgood, but I might look to bring them both in. To be honest, I've I've locked in. I think Cleary locked in Ponga, locked into balance. So I think if I get one more really top tier guy, it will be one of Haas or Hopgood. I think.
0: I like it. So I was actually going to call you an idiot if he was the only gun on your side, but he I if he, <laughs> I really was. I was hovering over the. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you said he's in my side, like, and over these guys, but, like, in combination with one of those two, that's fine.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because um, because mids, like, edge edge is a super value position, right, this year, but mids um, are pretty good but not great. It's been a trash for the last few years, bro.
0: Yeah. It just it's um,
1: it, it's it's otherwise you get what the bulldogs happen.
0: You gotta develop these guys over a longer amount of time. They just have that lower, like that longer time for these guys to get to really top tier, unless you're an absolute elite monstrosity like uh eighteen year old Pain hearts.
1: Pretty much, pretty much. Um so next off the cab for me, I might I might just dive into Carl Flanagan, because he's pretty popular. Let me see what his ownership is. You look it up. Um 349k, 25 break even. He averaged 25.4 last year as a half. 18.1%. Be, so pretty popular. It's pretty good. He's been brought into in at 5'8 with uh, Amona Shadow Realms, as I said, for the Hammer-related defences. has uh, had a really tough time since the Roosters' dear Leo DiCaprio dumped his ass for younger Sam Walker. But if someone can commented uh, him about getting stuffed around about being told he was a halfback hooker and inter- interchange hooker combo all in the same season with the same club, it's better. None. Uh, let's not forget the pedigree here, Stu. He was the halfback for the 2020 Roosters after Cronk retired, went to the second round of the finals and averaged 50, kicking 80% on high volume for 4.7 goals per game, which is just awesome. So really he's about a 40 average kind of guy. Uh, he should be considered first choice kicker. He's kicked 81.1% versus Lomax's 75%. And Lomax was trash at the beginning of the year last year. Well, they ch- changed-, changed his kicking team. He got yeah, he, he was got the higher uh, or something like that, wasn't he?
0: He got the um, oh, what was the name of the guy? The guy is the kicking coach used to play on the wing for the Blues. Um, well Halligan. Yes, he had Halligan put him on the low kicking tees and a lower trajectory and he just was struggling a little bit. If you noticed, as soon as Hook went and uh, Halligan went, and then he went back to the high-kicking tees, he got back to his regular percentage sort of
1: high 70s, low 80s. Yeah. So um, he really should be considered though. like 80-kicking oh, over percent is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's proven it on volume as well for the Roosters who like to score out wide. So his actual expected um, uh, kicking rate is awesome uh, from what he's expected to do, which is pretty good. Um, so he was a dominant half in 2020 with goal-kicking duties. Um, and that is not to project his role for this year, guys. He's definitely not going to be the dominant half with Ben Hunt there. He's more likely to play a similar role over the last couple of years uh, like he was with Birdo. So in 29 games at halfback over the last two seasons, sorry, I shouldn't say halfback, in the halves, I should say, over the last two seasons, when playing over 60 minutes, he's averaged 31 and a half, including goal kicking. So this is his absolute flaw and I say that for three reasons. Pretty much, they were shopping. But number one, they were shopping at the beginning of 2022 Per Fox Sports report in January 2022, after what they saw in 2021 when they brought him over from the Roosters, uh, in 2022 Gusku personally dropped him and tried to rebuild his game. But more importantly, his value in order to shop him again mid-season, which is what Gus does, no, yep. and after no takers for half halfback, they they're trying to rebuild his value by trying him at hooker. So pretty much he was undermined the last abs- the two seasons like completely. There's no way um, that he would be able to like play any sort of good game. Now he's got his dad in his corner. He'll be a lot more comfortable back at the the Dragons sort of vibe, which his dad's very familiar with. Uh, For that reason, I can sort of see minimum 10 points in value just based on the club wanting him. The coach willing to back him, which he hasn't had in the last two to three years. So um, I've got 32 as his absolute floor. If he gets goal kicking, 35, easy 10 points. And that's the absolute floor, in my opinion, Stu. Yeah. Any uh, pushback there? No,
0: none for me. I was reading a Fox Sports article a little while back. It was uh, basically what the. Um what his dad was saying is that it looks like Flanagan may be running around the squad a little bit more and letting Ben hunt do Ben hunt things. Cause he was basically saying uh, Flanagan can run the team around, but what he can't do is produce the kind of like magic passes and runs, which Ben hunt can. And so he totally. was, was going to get Ben hunt. Essentially it sounds to me almost like a flip in position where you'd have Flanagan yep. at seven and Hunt effectively playing six, yep. which means to me is that, look, a guy with a 25 break even, you can easily see th- pathway to 35, possibly 45. So with that in mind, especially if he's kicking, with that in mind, he is a big boom for me, Kyle Flanagan. It's just whether you want him on your emergencies or on your bench
1: oh he's he's probably probably in my emergencies for now um, sort of that uh, 17 18 isn't he like he's, he's hovering yeah. around there for me I think. A, a guy that you might want to put in or put out depending on the matchup yep excellent um- so onto his hearts partner, Ben Hunt, uh, nearly 700K there, 51 break even. So he's averaged between 45 and 53 the last five years at halfback. So I don't see any catalyst unless he's able to combine his best year 2021 of 53 where he kicked 280 kick meters or 52% with Corey Norman as his hearts partner um, with a high of 424 when he was playing with a Monet. Um, so that's about five and a half points, which he could pick up just from kicking. Um it really is possible as Flanagan did take a step back with Bodo. He only kicked about 15%, Kyle Flanagan. But as you're saying, might be more even like 40-40, you know, with maybe a couple of kicks elsewhere. I think he's a really tough pick up round one. He's potentially missing five rounds from rounds 11 to 20 through buys and origins. Round 11 is the buy, round 13 origin. Round 16 is the buy and origin. Round 19 origin and origin yep. buys. So just don't bother with Ben Hunt.
0: No, and don't pick him up in your draft either. Let him slide.
1: Jaime yep. um, uh, for 450K, 33 break even. is a career 0.83, which is pretty good, and 0.85 ppm in 2023. So really solid, but not late. Uh, I've got him penciled in about 40 minutes, which means he should get about 34 average, which is about his price. So he's fairly evenly priced. And Stew, this is the juicy one, Jacob Little, 536k, 39 break-even, 0.73 ppm over the last three years. So that's pretty bloody good, mate, for a hooker. Um, and that holds when over 60 minutes for 24 games over the last three years. So he averages 50 in 71 minutes for a 0.71 ppm. So if he gets a full 80, he's a layup as a boom. But I'm not sure what minutes he's looking to get based upon this bench. You know, Paul Turner's not really much of a hooker. Is he stupid? No, he's he's not. 5'8, fullback sort of guy.
0: Jacob Little would be an absolute bust if Kyle Flanagan was. Uh, as utility, but because he's not, and because they're busted, uh, they tried to bring across Zach Wolford from the Raiders, but mm. they haven't uh, they haven't got him released either. So even though Wolford was told, look for another club, apparently they won't be able to get him until next year. Essentially, the Dragons are trying to hunt for depth this year, which is why they've hunted for guys like Marshkey. So really, it's like, it might not even be Paul Turner. It might be someone they pick up a week before a pull from New South Wales Cup. I do not yep. know. They just need a utility because Jacob Little has a history of injury. And it's a bad one, and they have no utilities anymore left. Like if if something happened tomorrow to Jacob Little, he busted his ACL, right? You probably have Kyle Flanagan starting at hooker, and you probably have Jesse (laughs) Marshkey at six, or Ben Hunter. (laughs) <laughs> or you'd have- I don't think they'd do that to him. I think he'd walk. Yeah. <laughs> well, he tried and they like, said, no. Well, he does- But he doesn't want to end up many legged Like, he just he just doesn't want to. So, I, I totally get it. So, for me, yeah. it's one of those ones where, uh, look, Jacob Little, unless they sign someone, so it would really wait close to the start of the season and just make sure they don't do, like, a Joey Lussick type thing where they just bring in someone from anywhere to help <laughs> bring cover. <laughs> or, like, cruise lemming he- or- You know, the people they bought from the Super League, like anyone. You might see Chris (laughs) Lemming come back to the NRL.
1: Jesus. Oh, my God. Anyway. No, thanks. No, thanks. Jacob
0: Little is a decent option. I just think that they're a better value out there. Really? With the 80 minutes?
1: Oh, look, if he gets the 80, for sure. I just Can you see him getting 80? Like, what are we thinking here? Well, I think potentially, because the middles, aside from DeBellin, like, they're not really long playing middles. Like, Cellar, it's like a 40. Laurie's all right. Um, Laurie's Rf- probably close Rf- to 50. RFM isn't really easy. Rf- do you
0: think? R- R- RFM Rf- will play close to 80 on edge if he's fit. Okay, okay. but if we look at Little last year, and this is this is just me because obviously he ended up in the interchange. They actually hooked him as the team went on in the year. But even in the even in the games where they started him, he did not play. He averaged fifty-eight minutes at hooker yep so i'm i'm just thinking here that whoever they bring in this thing they probably will try and take 20 minutes from him to try and steer the side around they did play three 70 plus games in a row but shortly afterwards he was then put onto the interchange right
1: yeah i don't know why i'm a dragons fan i should know but i have no idea why i just yeah. had a look it's connor Millerson or whatever no idea who he yeah. is is he dragon's junior i think came through yeah so from my side i so he, he just took the head out of the
0: game though so he just took the first twenty or so, mainly. Mm. So for me, it's one of those ones where if Little gets sixty, what what are we projecting us? Um, I suppose forty-five, maybe. Okay, so there's some value. Forty there. to forty-five, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's not just just one huge though. So that, that's where I guess the question comes in. If you see him getting closer to the seventy to eighty, Jacob Little is a straight up buy. If we see him getting closer to the sixty, he's just not. There's some value. So just keep an eye out, right? If we see, I suppose my point is, is I don't think they're much of a choice based upon their squad. No, so but it's just a watch and wait at thing until For really... sure. For Almost sure. like Teamless Tuesday, not more like the Friday night before the game,
1: yeah? Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Let me go to my side of the field really quickly. So I'll go through a couple of guys. So I'm just busting straps. So Zach Lomax and Jack Bird are busts. Zach Lomax is at 592K, break even to 40. He's looks like he's moving to the wing in some sort of hybrid role with S- uh, Sloan. We will sometimes attack, but basically, and then other times he'll be on the wing, basically defensively wing, uh, to fix up the issues... Around the traps and occasionally move into there for an attacking role. So basically, I expect Zomax to shed money now. If this doesn't work out or something happens to one of the centres, it could be a pickup later in the season. Jackbird too, it's the end of his relevancy, moving back to the centres essentially. So even if you know he, I I just can't see him being fantasy relevant again at a forty-seven break-even. But let's get 100%. To, let's get to the guy who we all want to talk about, Tyrell Sloan. So unfortunately, <laughs> the same sort of hybrid role that makes Zomax. Lomax hard to buy, (laughs) goes the same for Sloan. We don't know his role and he wasn't that great last year. So avoid. He was a dog last year. He should be dropped. He improved in that second stint that he had during the season. I was impressed by that a bit more and he almost won them a couple of games. In fact, I think he did win them one game, but he needs to do that more consistently, right,
1: Nick? No, he gives away more tries than he scores. and Yeah, he just, just, he needs to turn that metric
0: around. So hopefully Flanagan can turn that around. So yeah, the one dragon in my squad, Raymond Talaman. Yeah, sorry,
1: sorry, just 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 quickly, uh Sloan, he's been busted. So he missed out on like the first part of the preseason. So he's gonna be somewhat undercooked. Uh, so I just don't see him, even if he gets a full time role at fullback, I just don't see him I, performing he- this year. He was um he was
0: busted before Christmas but they trained him over the Christmas break to make up the time. Yeah, so, but
1: I'm looking I'm not looking for a fitness or a bulk up. I'm looking for a technique in defence which means training and he wasn't training with the top side because he what is a finger or something like that? It was a finger oh, which is why
0: they trained him for 2 weeks over that Christmas break. So Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he just needs some smarts in him so hopefully he got that but he's away uh, from me for now. Yeah, sorry. On to RFM. Yeah, look, let's talk about Raymond Fatale Mariner or RFM, 426k 31 break even. So it's pretty simple for me. If RFM is starting on an edge, as he should in this pack, and gets 70 plus minutes, he's an outright buy. He's one of the best buys this year. So after dealing with injuries across 21 and 22, and then being frozen out from his team entirely in 23, he's been on a steady decline in terms of price. But if we go back to 2020, which was the last full year when he was fit on an edge, not being frozen out by the coach, he was enormous. He averaged 51 over 76 minutes and 53.4 in games where he played the full 80. Didn't mind finding the triathlon either, which is rare in the abysmal Bulldogs team of that time. And uh, so he did this in a bad team. So, But even if we, uh has halved his try scoring rate, we'll have a player who averaged high 40s to low 50s on the edge priced at 31. And on an edge, he will get the DP Piers ball. And I hate to say it, but while he may be 30, the lack of use of the last three years means that he doesn't have as many mileage as a lot of 30-year-olds on the edge. So I'm on Keane, and I'm calling it a boom there. And Nick has ducked out to deal with nighttime baby schedule so but fortunately that is the last player we talked about here because I'm having a look through the rest of the squad and really uh, pff, there's not too much other value here look if Tom Eisenhuth grabs the starting edge there's a little bit of value there but I haven't seen much from Tom Eisenhuth uh, same uh with the Couchman brothers if they work their way into the squad there's a little bit of value there but not much it so really from the squad we have guys who you want to buy which is Kyle Flanagan and RFM if he gets that starting role, and Jacob Little if the bench looks really really light in terms of utility and pretty much avoid everyone else because the side will not be very good this year and so with that I make some funny quip but Nick's gone so this is the boom or bust NRL fantasy podcast Dragons preseason preview signing out Thanks for listening to the Boomer Bus podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.